come to this. It has. We are definitely uh, still really tired. Very. I think we got like four hours of sleep last night <laughs> because we wanted to get up early and have a chance to play a little bit more. And we did manage to snag a copy of Above and Below first thing in the morning. We did. So I can't really complain. Although if I know who checked out Deception Murder in Hong Kong a minute before me when I kept going in there every 10 minutes to look for it, I will hunt you down. <laughs> well, and you know what? There's the, there's that much more we have to play next year. It's true. I can't complain because honestly, I got to play so much of what I wanted to try this year. I won something from the Play and Win. I won a copy of the Networks, which I'm thrilled about. And I just had a really awesome time. Every, just the whole time, everybody was friendly. We picked amazing games. We just, I mean, we got incredibly lucky. Just almost everything that we wanted to play was just great. Yeah, and we had almost no duds. And I do want to make a little shout out to what's coming in the future because another thing we did is we interviewed a bunch of people walking by about um, what they love about Geekway, what their standout games were from the con, uh, what their tips are for people who might attend Geekway next year. So that'll be coming up uh, eventually once we finished editing that. But it was also really fun because we got to talk to people from all walks of life, um, from all different backgrounds, people who wanted many different things from the convention, like different games, and people are so friendly at this convention, and I really felt it when we were doing our interviews. Yeah, everybody was really, I mean, it does seem like by the time you've been here for four years, you're just kind of, or by the time you've been here for four days, you've just kind of gotten used to the idea, all right, uh, I can talk to people. The people who I, who I approach or who approach me are going to be friendly. Yeah. Everybody is receptive to meeting other people. That's a, it's a great thing. And this is in the Midwest where we don't talk to strangers. so <laughs> That's very true. In, in, you know, in a suburb, no less, where it's especially because you, you move to the suburbs so that you never have to meet anyone. That's the whole point. So let's talk about Above and Below because I think that was our standout game for both of us since we really only played about two games today. Above and Below did take a bit of time. Uh, it, it wasn't bad. I don't, I don't think... It didn't take us more than two hours, did it? No, I think it was like a 90-minute game. That's not at all a criticism. I thought it was a beautiful little game. I really enjoyed it. But it, it did take up a lot of our morning. It's sort of... So, it, it's a little economic engine builder with this side thing of you're, you're running a village and you recruit people to... Uh, you recruit people with different skills who help you build buildings and get points for collecting resources. You know, it does a lot of the engine building stuff, a lot of Eurogames does. But you can also, as one of the things you can do with your villagers, you can send them down into the dungeon. And well, is it a dungeon or is it a cave? It's something below. Something below, <laughs> with, with many dangers. <laughs> and when you go into the below, you get a random number, and that corresponds to a, a little encounter that you read out of a spiral-bound book. Very much in the vein of Tales of the Arabian Nights, so you have to make choices based on your experience. As in, uh, what, what, was, what was an example of one? Oh, so at one point, um, we came across this old abandoned statue, and it had a, a crystal eye missing from it. And so you could either uh, take the shattered pieces of crystal from the ground and try and repair the eye, or steal the crystal eye that was still there. And I was—that uh, was my encounter. I decided to do the right thing and put it back in, although I had to 
I, I had to pass a little skill test in order to do it, but I ended up uh, awakening uh, a, long a long dormant god who was very grateful for my help. Yeah, exactly. And I, I got a little got, got a little bit of money for it, mm -hmm. so it worked and and uh, it's points. It's um, good. Oh, I thought it was like a mushroom or a fish. I, it was something. I can't quite remember what, but yeah, just a, a nice little. It does a lot of the other things that kind of Euro, Euro game economic engine builders do, but with this neat little addition, this neat little bit of icing on top of stories and choices, and yeah, it was good, it was pleasant. And it's just, a, it's a beautiful game. I love the stories that it told, but I also, I mean, it's, it's a really cute looking game. You get to build this adorable village, and I, I just, Something about it is—it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside because it's not—it's not a super aggressive game. Like there are times that you can take things that other people want, but there's not a lot of you know take that mechanics or anything like that. No, I mean the the player player conflict is largely over resources, which mm -hmm. I think I got you pretty good there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. I would have had it if not for you, you meddling kids. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I mean I, I feel like. I, I will say, so I can't say that it was my favorite game ever, but it would be a wonderful game to kind of um, introduce people to slightly more complex games mm -hmm. because the systems themselves, it's a little, I think it's a little bit complicated. Slightly, Not terribly. Slightly. Yeah. But it, There's a lot to do, but none of it's overly complicated. Exactly. And then you put the storytelling element on top of that, I think it just makes it, yeah, I, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of people could have fun with that one. Yeah, it was pleasant. Um, it's the kind of game I feel like you, you could teach to your group and it wouldn't be that hard to get back into it even if you hadn't played it for a while. And some nights when you've got, you know, 90 minutes to fill and just a few of you, you could while away a lovely time with some hot chocolate or some scotch, depending on what kind of night it is, and just, you know, enjoy going above and below. It's one that I think, even if you didn't do too well, you would still probably have fun with the storytelling aspect oh, of yeah. it. yeah. And I came in last place, but I had a wonderful time. It was a really nice, gentle way to kind of start the Sunday, actually. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good one for a Sunday when we were tired and just needed something pleasant, and that is, I think, above and below is pleasant, I think, in the best way that a board game can be. Yeah. So uh, I know we're a little sad to be leaving the convention today, but I have to say I feel, man, I still can't believe how cheap this convention is. We're talking $50 a ticket. We got to do so much. I mean, is there anything that you would do differently next year? The only thing I can think of is I might set aside, I might have brought some of my heavier games that I don't get to the table that often and just tried to corral some people to play a game with them. Yeah. Um, although that being said, we spent so much time playing awesome games in the play and win that it wasn't a problem that I didn't think to do that. Yeah. But you know, I think, you know, I've got a couple of games like Eclipse or Ande and Abyss that, or Mage Knight that I absolutely love, but I can never find people to play them. I think these are the this is the place where you can make that happen. So yeah. would it, be, it would have been nice to it would have been nice to do something like that. Okay, yeah. What do you think? Oh, would I do anything differently next year? Um, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is I would 
harangue even more of my friends to come. I mean, I certainly tried. I need to start working on them now, like immediately, because I just, I want, I want even more of my friends here next time. Um, but I, I don't have a lot that I would say that I would do differently because I, I just, this convention has so much love in it. You can tell that there's, there's love put into the planning, there's love put into the community that's been built here. And so even when I haven't, you know, had the best gameplay experience or something's a dud, which I didn't have a lot of this year, um, it's still totally worth it because I come into the doors every day with a huge smile on my face. I leave that way, maybe a little loopier because it's really late <laughs> at night. Um, but yeah, I don't have any regrets at all. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. What else can we say? I mean, this is a, a just a, me gushing about how much I love Geekwake. It was a great year. Um, we, we had a lot of fun. We played a lot of great games. We met some awesome people. I gotta give a shout out to... Um, I, I gotta give a shout out to the Game Trays. Oh company. yes. They produce. I, I I've got some of their stuff already. I have their their organizer for Splendor. This is a company that makes um, organizers for board games, which many of our favorite board games just have absolutely horrible inlays in them. Yeah. So I mean, just as a just as a general comment anyway, if you have a game that you love and somebody makes an organizer for it, seriously get it. It's, it's a good investment. It is a good investment. It will make you get those games to the table more. It will make you enjoy them. But I had a bit of a problem with one of the products that they sold me that was totally my fault. And they were just absolutely wonderful at dealing with my, uh, they were absolutely wonderful at resolving. I think I went above and beyond to make sure that I got the best experience I could from them. So shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, they were they, incredibly generous. Their stuff's great and apparently they're wonderful people. So um, yeah. just wanted to put that out there. That does remind me, I do think something I might do a little differently next year is I'd like to see more of the game demos because the exhibit hall was larger this year and there were cool things that I didn't really hear about until the end or um, that I just didn't know were out there. I had walked around but I, I didn't spend a lot of time checking out demos and uh, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to see a couple of them. The publisher presence was really impressive. Uh, yeah. They stepped it up this year. And if it continues, I think that would be a, a worthwhile way to spend some of my time. Yeah. I guess I might also, now now that I'm talking more, another thing that I would do next year is to, to do a little more of my homework when it comes to the play and win, because I probably could have predicted that Terraforming Mars in particular would be really popular and hard to get a hold of. We never did manage it, yeah, although like, we'll play it eventually. Playing the networks first was completely unnecessary yeah we, we didn't need to we didn't need to open with that yeah so so you know again that's another thing where you're never sure exactly what's going to be super super popular you just have to make your best guess but I probably could have uh, done a little bit more research ahead of time and prioritized it because I know there are copies that very first day on Thursday when people are still at work there were there were we, we passed up copies of uh, both terraforming one Mars and Scythe and Deception into Hong Kong yeah. uh, a couple of times. So. And Vast, the Crystal Caverns, which is a game that we weren't able to get until last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, lessons learned. Exactly. But, I mean, if we are continuing in an upwards trajectory, I think next year we may have our like faces melt off from pure joy and excitement. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
Well, this Geekway to the West 2017. It was good. It was, it was big. Good. It was good. It was big. It was good. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a four-hour drive ahead of us. So we're, we're going to get on the road, like, now. Exactly. But we hope that you also had a wonderful Geekway if you were here. Maybe we got to talk to a couple of you. That would be awesome, too. Um, if not, maybe we'll get to talk to you next year. Yeah, keep coming. We will. Yeah. Well, until then, we wish you good friends. And good games. And, and goodbye. Goodbye.